I believe there's a hero in all of us. You have great powers, only some of which you have as yet discovered. I'm a superhero, my a real life superhero. The world needs extraordinary. We will make you a superhero. Are you ready to become a hero? Initiating surprise in three. This two is one. The real Brian show. Oh, we are back, and it is officially fall. Yes. This is the show that gives you a positive escape from all the crap around you. It's time to nerd out on the things that better our lives. We are still talking about our favorite movies from each decade. Maybe you will even discover some new movies to watch. Captain's Origin is back. Oh, gosh, we're just nerding out on so much today. I'm so excited. Don't be that guy. I am that guy. See, you got to be more careful about who you meet in the Oasis. H, Artemis gets me. She'll get my outfit. There's just this connection. I mean, sometimes we even... Finish each other's sentences? Yeah! We have that. Me and you. Yeah, I know. But that's because we're best friends, dude. She could be a dude, too. Dude. (sighs) Come on. I'm serious. She could actually be a 300-pound dude who lives in his mama's basement in suburban Detroit. And her name is Chuck. Let's rock it! Welcome back to the Real Brian Show. My name is Chuck. How, uh, er, hey, Brian. Hey, I'm Brian. Brian. I'm Captain Influence. How do you Captain know I'm a dude, by the way? You a uh, 300 pound dude in your mama's basement? I don't know if I'm quite 300 pounds, and I don't live in my mama's basement, but you never know, right? <laughs> oh, I love that, that quote, dude. That was so funny and so <laughs> true. Oh, my gosh. You know, you, you play these games, and I can't remember what the game was, but. Oh, yeah. No, it's wow. When we're playing World of Warcraft no. and I was saying there are a lot of female blood elves and you're like, yeah, and they're all dudes. <laughs> of course. Oh, Who doesn't God. like to run behind a, a blood elf chick while you're fighting? I mean, come on. Yeah. The, the male blood sense. elves are just not my uh, cup of tea. Well, they look like jerks. They honestly do. Yeah, they do. They just look like jerks. Like douches. Like Bram yeah. from Guild Wars 2. Yes. <laughs> for, for those of you who play Guild Wars 2, you know exactly what we're talking about. Yeah, for those like three of you listening. Yeah, the rest are like Gu- Gu- Guild War. What? what? Move what on. Move yeah, on. Don't That's worry what about it. It's yeah. an old game. Hey, guess what, dude? <laughs> I am drinking something new today. Ooh. Oh, wait, hang on, hang on. Yeah. Is it pumpkin spice something? Well, no, I'm not currently <laughs> drinking that, but we do need to talk about that in a minute because it is officially <laughs> fall now. But no, it's a it's a chai from Happy Lucky's Tea, and it's red the rooibos rooibos however you pronounce it apparently i'm getting it all wrong rooibos is not right so whatever ah we need to talk to somebody down in that part of the world that actually grows the stuff and and tell me what's in your native tongue we'll know what it is but it's a chai with the rooibos tea and oh it smells absolutely glorious but you know what it's cool today 60s here you know and it's been in the 90s or at least the high 80s and so when you get into the 60s you're like okay it feels like fall it now officially is fall, although it's supposed Next to warm fall. back up. But, dude, I... Okay, let me ask you this. Are you ready for fall, personally? Yes. Yes, okay. absolutely. See, and I, I... Fall is my absolute favorite season. I mean, you get fall through Christmas. That I mean, that's like my happy time. I yep. love it. But I've I really agree. loved the summer because it's warm and I can get out and bike without freezing to death. I can wear shorts. I mean, I don't like wearing clothes, man. So like any, anytime that I have to put on like oh, pants and layers and jackets, I just, I feel like somebody's trying to suffocate me. I get claustrophobic, man. I just no clothes. Come on. That's the warmth no, for you. 
the spring and the fall are when you can open your windows and yeah. turn the air, air conditioning off yeah. or the heater as the case may be. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, let the fresh air in, listen to the crickets at night, you know, stuff yeah. like that. So let the sun shine in for a little while at least. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about, but yeah. fall is so beautiful too. And so you brought up the pumpkin spice. Is it time for pumpkin spice drinks? What do you think? You know, I think that September 21st, you know, around that time is the time that the, the most appropriate time to bring that back, in my opinion. Okay. So anything, the, anything before that is just a little gratuitous, in my opinion. The mid-August. So, yeah, that's just ridiculous. Yeah, that's just silly. All right. So I, I broke the rule. And okay. So now we, we had a conversation off mic about is the official first day of fall September 21st or September 22nd. We have learned in school that the equinox is on the 21st, meaning that's the first day of fall. Now it's on the calendars. It's the 22nd, whatever. Okay. It doesn't matter. Go with either one. It's kind of like which day were you born on kind of thing. Both days, whatever. (laughs) So Monday we broke the rules because we were out biking. um, And actually I got to bike to a couple appointments, which was very, very nice. And it was really windy and it was, I think, 68 degrees, but it felt like 55 or something because of just hurricane force winds here, you know, typical Colorado winds, you know, and and literally blowing my bike sideways to the point where I was having a hard time keeping it upright. That's how hard it was. Dang. Yeah, it was ridiculous. I don't like that. I got really cold. Finally, I'm like, Sarah came and met me, you know, we were riding around. I'm like, I'm sorry. I got to break through. I got to get something hot right now. And I just want a freaking pumpkin spice because it's freaking cold out. So... We did. We got it on Monday. But here's the kicker. Sweet. Let me just tell you this, though. I did something a little different this year. Usually, oh. I would order a pumpkin spice latte, full sweetness with whole milk. I decided let's do half sweet with oat milk because, oh. you know, milk is good. I love milk, but oat milk can add a creaminess to it that regular milk doesn't. If you have oatly milk, by the way, oatly is like, in my opinion, the best brand. It tastes amazing. Okay. Uh, no, no sponsorship. Sadly, I need to get them on my, my bankroll here. So that only milk when you're in the mood for milky (laughs) oats for something creamy, baby. Yeah. All right. So (laughs) the half, okay. First of all, the oat milk was amazing. Second of all, half sweet dude. It was still a little too sweet for me, but it was so much better because they just put so much sugar in there at Starbucks. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. They Starbucks. just pump, 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 pump. Let's just dump the whole dang bottle of syrup. At- wow. So anyway, I got to tell you, man, it was so refreshing and so good. I feel like a, a cheater because I, I did it a day early or two days early. If, what a, hey, uh, you know what? Whatever works. I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't think there's any wrong with people, anything wrong with people getting pumpkin spice early. It just seems gratuitous to me to do it before fall. That's all. Well, I get it. August 15th. You know, that's ridiculous. You know, that that's, it cheapens yeah. it. The, the earlier it you go, the more cheap, the more gratuitous, gratuitous is the best word, word I can think of. Yeah, it is. It just, it makes it like, Oh, pumpkin spice. Yep. do. What are we getting that now in July? Exactly. Uh, so yeah, it just makes more sense now. By the way, for the coffee shops that say, Hey, you know, forget fall. We have pumpkin spice all year round. Then they're all like, they're touting that. Let me just say that from a marketing standpoint, absolute fail because people want scarcity. They want the demand. It's fall. When do I get my pumpkin spice drink? I can't wait. Create that demand, create that scarcity so that when fall comes, now you have it. And by the way, your coffee shop's going to do a lot better and then take it away at the end of the fall season. Just trust me. It works. 
it's just like McRib at McDonald's, right? Yeah. It, it comes around once or twice a year or something like that. By the way, I haven't had a McRib since I was in high school, but I do still peripherally know that they come around once or twice a year yeah. and it's a seasonal thing with that, that restaurant or sorry, that eatery, whatever you want to call McDonald's. Yeah. Um, eatery. Same thing. Same thing. <laughs> Bash food. So you, yeah. You know what yeah, else comes exactly around what you said. once a year? Um, wait, I could come up with a snarky remark if you pause it and let me think for a few seconds. I'm going to call it the firecracker unicorn. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. He only comes around once a year, but that's okay. We're, we're not, we're talking about fall right now, man. It's fall. The fall leaf colors in the mountains have changed. Oh, okay. Absolutely beautiful. Some of our locusts here, they start changing mid September. So they've, they've started, but the rest of the trees are still, you know, a beautiful green it's warmer or it's yeah, warm enough this weekend. trees by the way not yeah. locust cicadas which Correct. a lot of people call cicadas locusts go ahead yeah well i i call them cicadas because they you know that's, that's the that's the appropriate name but go yeah, ahead exactly we had them okay well, anyway no how about you go ahead dude how about you man what's going on with you well i mean i know uh, what's going on but why don't you you know yeah. enlighten the rest of us so uh Early this week, we had to say goodbye to uh, our little girl, uh, mm-hmm. Jadis, our cat. It was really rough. Our Monday of this week was really rough. Uh, we've had to do that three times since we've been married, uh, mm-hmm. and she was our last cat. So, yeah. and she lived to be nineteen. So she right. was really old, and she was really rickety. And and at the in the last week of her life, she was suffering quite a bit. Yeah. So we had to say goodbye to her on Monday, and the stress of that event. Uh, made me really ill that night after I went to bed. Mm. I was fine physically. I was fine until I lay down in bed and I, and then suddenly I was really nauseous. Yeah. I thought, Oh my gosh, I'm going to get sick. So I went and got my relief band, which I mentioned uh, several weeks ago that I bought mm-hmm. uh, in anticipation of getting into the VR gaming thing, which I haven't done yet, but I've had this relief band sitting around that I hadn't, haven't used. And I, I tried it for the first time that night. And let me tell you folks, that thing works. Oh, wow. That's you nice. just strap it to your, you, 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 you have to charge it with like a USB port yeah. and then you strap it to your wrist and it sends these little, these little triplet zips of, 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 of electricity into your wrist. Like da 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 like that. I had it partially charged and it lasted all night long. It was still going in the morning. And let me tell you, as soon as I put that on and turned it on within seconds, I wasn't sick anymore. Wow. That is crazy. Yeah. Just, shocking your wrist keeps you from feeling sick to your stomach and you're not taking oh. some kind of a pharmaceutical or drug that you know supposedly no. does its trick to the and it's not making no. you drowsy either right no i don't think so i mean i was already drowsy because well, i was sure Good i point. was exhausted but yeah. but uh, i was just i mean i'd heard it was where it works and I'd, i've read that it's supposed to work for most people luckily i'm one of the people it works for i was just blown away that 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 simple thing killed my nausea instantly so it was That's really incredible. weird so that was that was nice i didn't get sick yeah um but yeah so we had a rough we had a rough week we're mm-hmm. getting you know we're, we're trying to adjust to an empty house now yeah and so we're looking we're starting to look to the future what do we want it for another pet when do we want to get one that kind mm-hmm. of thing so you know delta two months ago and now jadis and we i found out i don't know if you knew this but our, our friend captain Hammerpants, which we've mentioned yeah. on the show you know the Yes. Yeah. He's a listener, he, by the way. What's yeah, up? Yeah. Hello. And and he just met. And in fact, I don't, I don't remember hearing about this, so I must have missed it. But he, they had to say goodbye to their cat two weeks ago. Right. And it's just like, man, that's just so much. And it is hard, though. I mean, I think if you've if you've never owned a pet, or if you've never had to say goodbye to a pet, then you really don't know. But for those who have, I mean, you get it. I mean, it's just it's a it's painful. It's difficult. 
it takes time. And you know, when you told me before we even got on the show that you were having a bunch of nausea, nausea and gotten sick and that kind of thing too, I was just like, that's not surprising because we were kind of in the same boat. You know, the grief really oh, yeah. takes a toll, man, and it is stressful. It's just it's amazing how it how it affects you physically, especially when yeah. you're older. Uh, like I'm not I'm not that old, but still, yeah. uh, I was just I was surprised at how it hit me physically after the emotion had had ebbed, started to ebb. Yeah. And um, oh, and by the way, I want to mention, uh, you know, Brian, you and Miss Light, you guys sent me this wonderful bouquet of flowers, and we could not have been more thankful for that. So I just wanted to tell you again on the show, thank you for that. That was amazing. Of course, man you taught me something because I didn't send you flowers when Delta died. It never yeah. occurred to me to do that. But you but were very supportive though. I was, but, but at the same time, so, so it's not like I feel like you one up me. I'm just saying that you taught me that that's something that I could consider in the future mm-hmm. for that same situation and in, in someone else. So, yeah. So thank you for that as well. Of course. All right, man. Ready to rock. Well, here's what I'm ready to rock. Actually three things. I've been nerding out on three things right now. First of all, we're back in person for volleyball. I, I'm not going to lie, was a little nervous about because at least here in Colorado, we have had some of the highest cases of Delta. Some people are going to say, oh, it's not that big of a deal. Oh, my gosh, you're <laughs> blowing it out of proportion. My response is tell that to those that have died. Right. We've known people who have departed the earth because of COVID. So yeah. and also who have been like extremely ill and are now facing possibly permanent lifetime injuries and or side effects so and and those of you who work at a hospital just know you better see it. you just know. know better yeah i know and and i've i've heard numerous stories from the nurses and the doctors that are on the front lines and and they're just like why don't people see this well because they're not right. there that's the problem well, so and and because they don't want to believe it that's really the core of it honestly and that i can understand we take it seriously we're not going to be stupid and careless about it we're not going to be foolish you know, with that all being said, we did have a concern for the volleyball games and others are kind of like, oh, it's no big deal. Just go. Okay. Well, first of all, I'm glad that they mandated the masks indoors. Why not? It's their property. They can do whatever they want. It's their team. They got to keep their, their teams and players safe. I think that's a really good decision. Everybody's been cool. We don't have a whole lot of people right around us. We're second row, which is awesome. And so we feel fine. We feel safe. And it's just so nice to be back. I mean, honestly, like being back in person makes it feel so normal again, which is great. And watching the games and having the excitement of the, you know, the atmosphere and everything. It's just so nice. I'm, I'm yeah. really pumped about that. So that's been good. The other thing that I'm totally nerding out on, which I think was interesting is, I, you know, the Nintendo Switch. We pulled it out again, played some Mario Kart. You know, it didn't get a lot of use over, over COVID because really to me, that's a party device, you know, like. Yeah, you can play Breath of the Wild or some of those single player games. But for right. me, it's like, you know, the Nintendo consoles are like, let's get people together and play in person, you know, couch kind of stuff. Okay. So we were able to finally get together, you know, with some friends. We played Mario Kart again. I was like, man, I just I love that game. I, I keep forgetting how much I love that game. And it's so much fun. But then I was like, do you remember some of those old NES classics, Sega classics, original PlayStation, you know, some of the original Atari even, you know, there are right. ways to be able to play these on the PC or on the Nintendo switch or even the Wii. actually the Wii was right. easy to do that with. So I've been nerding out on that actually with Lord Thunder because you know, he's been trying to figure that out too. So it's just like, let's figure out how to play some of these old games. Um, there's, there's ways, you know, to, to make it work so you can play on your computer. It's really cool, but it's just so fun. Like, Oh man, you remember super Mario brothers and Contra and Oh my <laughs> gosh. 
Castlevania, Legend of Zelda. I mean, there's yeah, so yeah. many good Kid Icarus. Jedi so Power Battles good. on the PlayStation 1. I mean, oh my gosh, so many fun games. <laughs> it's been it's been fun. So totally nerding out on that. The other thing that I've been kind of nerding out on, and I'm not doing anything with this yet. I'm just, I'm all in the research stage because I'm a huge fan of Pat Flynn. I have been ever since I got into the podcasting thing, you know, way back. And I've been following him on and off. And then randomly I saw early this year, he started a Pokemon channel and I was kind of okay. like, I knew Pat was a nerdy guy, but I was just like, why I knew. Okay. So for, <laughs> I, I knew he used to play magic back when he was a kid and stuff. Um, yeah. But why did he start a Pokemon channel? So I started watching this to, one. I was trying to get ideas for, for videos and stuff anyway, but I was just kind of like, why did you do this, Pat? Well, he plays with his kids, which is cool, but also he's doing it to invest and I thought, wait, invest. Tell me more. <laughs> so I'm learning about how people are. This is not new. They've been doing this for years now, but how it's becoming right. more profitable to invest in card collectibles, Pokemon, magic cards, whatever. Right. But not, but not like baseball or sports cards, right? It's, it's on par with that. Yes. Okay. Okay. Which is what surprised me. And what I'm finding is that as of right now, as of the time we're recording this, the return on Pokemon cards is significantly higher than any other investment right now. It blew me away. 417% returns right now on average. Weird. And I was like, and you know, real estate is like like 42%. I don't know. (laughs) Well, it is possible. It is. And I think, so there's two things I'm looking at is one is one of the Pokemon cards, which was a first edition rare Charizard sold for (laughs) $225,000 like a couple weeks ago. And and I thought the the amount of, the amount of, of, of spending money that some people have is it just boggles my mind. Yeah. You would spend a quarter million dollars on a piece of paper that has a printed character on it because of its rarity. I know. Well, if you look at our money, it's pieces of paper too. I mean, it's just, it's amazing. Like what the kind of value we put on things and whatever, right? More power, but it is amazing. I, I look at this and I just go, okay, yes, it's probably a bit of a bubble, but what I'm, researching is that it's probably a bit of a bubble for about five or so years. Okay. But it's still a long-term investment because what people are saying is, is okay. So first of all, you look at magic and Pokemon originally came out in the nineties. So kids that got into magic and Pokemon in the, in the nineties or even the early two thousands, well, they're all grown up. They have money and they want the nostalgia of their childhood and they go, I never got True. that card. I want to buy that. Okay. And so people okay. are putting value on that stuff and oh, well now it's an investment thing. I mean, there's some pretty in- intelligent investors out there saying this is not a bad decision. This is actually a really good way to diversify if you're looking to invest, but you got to know your market. You got to know what's <laughs> going on. So I just thought, okay, interesting. And some of these guys, they're, they're taking unopened boxes. So yeah. they, they'll buy a box that, it currently comes out, you know, they're selling for whatever, $130, $140 for a box. They leave it sealed five or so years, maybe three, three to five years. You know, they're worth 500 bucks. And so these guys yeah, are, okay. are buying 400 or so boxes, which is like, you know, 50 something thousand dollars, right? Which is a lot of money. And okay, now they're worth 200,000 for that investment. That's a pretty hmm. decent return right there for three to five years. So it it's, is it's if interesting. three to five years from now, it, that is 
still, I mean, they, they are taking a gamble like any, any investment, right? I mean, yeah. there is that gamble that they're, that they're throwing the dice. So, well, I think what's happening though, is it depends on print runs, you know, mm-hmm. how long do they print those cards? How many cards were printed? Do they reprint some of those cards in a future set or not? And then it, so then it comes down to demand when people go, that was a really good set. It had a lot of great cards in it. You can't get your hands on it anymore. Well, now I'm going to pay a higher price because the demand's gone, right? Or I mean, the demand's high and the supply's low. So that's one thing. Or the other thing is that, well, I guess this was surprising, is that there were about 42 million people across the world still playing Magic the Gathering right now. And I think it was closer to 200 million for Pokemon and still growing. They said Pokemon is one of the fastest growing games right now. Weird. In the world. that new, New players, that is. So it's just like, Okay, well, is this a bubble? Maybe not, because there's just so much more people coming in and there's more demand. This is I'm editorializing right here briefly, but Matt, I get no personally, I get magic because there's, you know, there's some it's kind of a cerebral card game, right? You know, it's and and it's not it it doesn't have the same cheese value that Pokemon does. (laughs) Guys, Pokemon is a cheesy inarguably doesn't matter what how you look at it. Pokemon is cheesy. It has a hardcore cheese factor it, to it, but it's a That's lot of Japanese style. It. it is, but there's other Japanese styles. I like a lot I of anime and stuff. It depend, there's lots of different styles, right? Pokemon's one of those styles, but you got to remember, so you got to remember, I mean, I hear you, but you got to remember too, though, is that the, the game strategy, the card mechanics that they talk about. Yeah, it, it's pretty equal between Pokemon and magic. In fact, at one point I was trying to explain magic to one of my friends, his kid who is, you know, now at the age to be able to play magic. And he says, Oh, that's just like Pokemon, except it's this and this and this. And I thought it's exactly the same style game just with some differences and, you know, the different art and that kind of thing. Yeah. But it's the same stuff. Yeah. Okay. I I hear you. It's the same mechanics as magic, Uh, just like Yu-Gi-Oh and all that stuff. But it's just got that added cheese factor to its content. <laughs> Some would disagree so, with you, man. Oh my well, gosh. No, no, there's no, there's no arguing. It's cheesy. That, that's just how it is. Pokemon has, I, I mean, Ash Ketchum and all that. I mean, and Pikachu and, and all that stuff. Yeah. I, I know this peripherally through my brothers. Cause I missed, I was in college during the Pokemon five uh, sure. days in the nineties. Yeah. But, but I know some of it peripherally and, and that stuff is just simply cheesy. Yeah. Now you may like that cheese. That's, that's your prerogative, but I, the cheese factor is why I just don't understand why it's so, I, so yeah. crazy right now. But that's like all Pat, for example, and this is the last thing I'll say in this is okay. he just nerds out <laughs> on the glorious and beautiful artwork. Like he oh, finds, Pokemon? yeah, he finds the artwork of Pokemon to be just phenomenal. Interesting. And, yeah. Cause, Magic the Gathering has some fantastic artwork. It really does. But I've never seen that in Pokemon. But again, I don't look at it very much. So. Well, yeah. And, and granted, the cards he's showing, I'm like, okay, that is fantastic artwork. It's beautiful colors. I mean, it really is actually a work of art. But I would agree with you that Magic the Gathering has some phenomenal art that does not get the same attention. Right. And it should. Because, in fact, there are some cards that I pulled that I was just like, oh, my gosh, I love this art. It, I mean, it is yeah. so amazing. I wish I could get a poster of this. It's so nice. Right. And you probably could. <laughs> yeah. So speaking of videos really quickly, I have a question for, for you, Captain, but also all of us, if you're listening, which of course you are. I hate that. You know, if you're listening, well, duh. Obviously. <laughs> and now I'm saying it because I hear it too much. Of course you're listening. Oh my gosh. Stop saying that. Okay. So for all of us, I'm going to answer this question too, but do you like, these are two options here. When it comes to videos 
thinking about YouTube or whatever. Do you like kind of that raw, unedited type format where, you know, someone's just talking and it's just, it's just a very free form, raw, unedited format. Not necessarily long. Let's just even go with a relatively short video. Maybe they're even recording on their iPhone with the iPhone microphone. Do you like that style or do you prefer the highly produced, super professional, extremely well edited, like really edited too, by the way, super short, punchy to the point videos with all these, you know, the B roll, you know, so like where you see me talking, but then if I'm talking about Pokemon, it's showing this Pokemon card floating through, you know, and it's the music and the sound effects. And I mean, just highly, highly, highly produced. Which one do you prefer? Captain, I would love for you to answer. And then of course I would love feedback by the way, but go ahead, Captain. I always prefer the edited version of, of any, of any video format on YouTube, especially uh, just because it feels more polished. Now for our show, that doesn't make as much sense at all, but, but uh, in general, that's my preference. Okay. Yeah. And it's interesting because I find myself drawn to those highly produced, like the Pat Flynn one for his uh, it's called deep pocket monster is the name of his Pokemon channel. And I mean, it is beautifully done his editing, whoever his producer is like, I really want the name because it's just like, dang, <laughs> it's so well done. <laughs> I love them. I'm drawn into them. I, I mean, it's like eye candy. My attention is consistently kept the entire time. I started thinking about that about, okay, well, I want, you know, should I do that for the real Brian show? Should I do that for stuff nerds need that I'm going to be doing here shortly? You know, the new channel. And I literally had a panic attack literally <laughs> because the amount of editing and time that goes into that. First of all, I don't know how to do all of that. And exactly. second of all, I know that that is probably going to take me at least a hundred or so hours per seven minutes of actual video footage. Wow. And I just kind of went, I literally had a panic attack and I just thought there's no way that I could do this. Or if I wanted to pay somebody to do it, it'd probably like bankrupt me. So, well, then you shouldn't, you probably shouldn't ask the question then. Well, no, but my, (laughs) my question was though, because then the reason I'm asking this is because that's what I felt I should do. And then I'm watching all of these other guys that do similar types of videos and they're recording literally on their iPhone. It's not edited. They have 300,000 fans and whatever subscribers and, and they get tons right. of viewers and you just kind of go, okay, does, does anyone really care about that? <laughs> that's my question. Depends. And that's what I I'm it asking. Depends on the content. Depends on the content. I think short either way, like you're saying, let's just say a video now for, for this show, of course it's long form. That's the intention of the show. But if I were to do the whole stuff nerds need, we're talking between seven and 15 minutes max, maybe not even like probably more like seven to 10 minutes. And Either way, whether it's me talking into my iPhone and I don't edit it or it's like massively produced, I'm just curious to know what people prefer or do they even notice it or do they even care as long as the content is good? I think that's that's my question. So please, please, please give me your feedback on this because I just want to know. Yeah, there's no wrong answer. There's no right answer. It's just what do you prefer? What is your preference? All right, dude, we have an origin. Finally, it's been a a little while since we've had one. So give it to us. Dude, so again, this is thanks to the Mark, Mark the Wraith. Uh, this was in his list of origins. Great list, by the way. Half of them I'd already done. Some of them I had not. And this is one that I liked. Heard it through the grapevine. Yeah. Heard it through the grapevine. Yeah, and the California Raisins version was the best version of that. There you go. <laughs> so, uh, and it's, it's a Marvin Gaye song. So, um, yeah, no, I love uh, Marvin Gaye. So, from, from Wikipedia, 
to hear something through the grapevine or on the grapevine is to learn about something via an informal source or hearsay from another person. Uh, and it may refer to a, or it may refer to an overheard conversation or anonymous sources of information. Okay. So we all know that. So just, that's just the basic definition. Um, two explanations for where this came from. Number one uh, is that the phrase is based on the appearance of thousands of kilometers of telegraph wire that were installed across the United States during the 19th century. Hmm. Strung together, by tele- strung together by telegraph poles, which represented the strings used to, to train grapevines. Oh, Rumors okay. were frequently spread using the telegraph system during the American Civil War. Mm-hmm. In his autobiography, Up From Slavery by Booker T. Washington, uh, he says that slaves in the South kept up to date on current events by, quote, what was termed the grapevine telegraph, unquote. Okay. He said that or explained that often the slaves got knowledge of the results of great battles before the white people received it. Hmm. Uh, this news was usually received from the slave who was sent to the post office for the mail. The man would linger around the place long enough to get the drift of the conversation from the group of white people who naturally congregated there after receiving their mail hmm. to discuss the latest news. And then the mail carrier, the slave mail carrier on his way back to his master's house would just as naturally retell the news to the other slaves uh, and in this way, they often heard of important events before the masters at the big house uh, would hear it. So, okay. um, so that's the first explanation. And that makes totally, total sense. Oh, I yeah. heard it through the grapevine as an Americanism. Uh, it, 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 it seems to have gender, uh, originated during that period. Yeah. Um, and that makes sense. However, the New York Public Library contends that the phrase derives from the infamous Grapevine Tavern in New York City's Greenwich Village. Uh, during the Civil War, it was a popular hangout for Union officers and Confederate spies. It was the ideal place to get news and information, or in the case of spies and politicians, the ideal place to spread rumors and gossip, leading to the popular phrase, quote, heard it through the grapevine, unquote. Hmm. So that's, to me, that's equally as plausible. Yeah. So, I mean, one is very specific to a location, and the other one is just more general based on the, you know, the technology of the time. So, um who knows that, that I don't know which one is accurate. I, I could pick either one. Honestly, I don't even have an opinion. So my opinion is the first one sounds more plausible and yeah. maybe the second one was a, Oh, but well, well we also did this kind of thing too. <laughs> it might be. Yeah. It but I mean, who be, knows, yeah. but that either way, I, I would say that I, I would vote for the first one. <laughs> just makes I'm more sense. inclined to vote for the first one also because it's more widespread. Yeah. Um, more of a widespread sure. explanation. So it just yeah, also but, makes a lot but, of sense and there's a lot of detail to it, which, which also, right. how do you, how do you make that up kind of thing? Right. So there you go. Cool, man. Well, thank you for that. I appreciate that. That is yeah. a good history lesson right there. Yes, it was. I liked it. So we're going through movies now, of course, as we've talked about, we did the musical journey. Now we're doing our movie journey, top movies that we, I mean, our top movies, not saying the top movies. This is our opinion from each decade. We have reached 2010 to 2019. And I got to tell you, this was probably one of the hardest ones. And I think it will be because as we go further in time, more and more and more and more movies are getting made and there's so much more to choose from. I mean, you think back to the eighties and the nineties and there were blockbuster hits. You get into the two thousands, you start to see some of those other ones that are starting to make waves. You get from 2010 to 2019 and there are so many movies. I mean, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of movies that I was looking through saying I loved every one of them. This is ridiculous. So (laughs) of course this list is going to be absolutely massive and it's going to, I guarantee it's going to be the longest one 
Now, the next decade will probably be pretty long, too, but I know that it gets shorter because I was even previewing what my list was, and it just gets shorter and shorter as we go on. So this is a longer one. Bear with us. Maybe these will give you some thoughts like, oh, I never saw that movie. I should go see that. So take some notes, but we'd love to hear your (laughs) thoughts, too. But no serious. Yeah, take some notes, man. Well, you better not be serious. They're not going to take notes. This is a test, man. So we're going to we're going to quiz you on which movie is the best movie from 2010 to 2019. And Captain, you get to tell us first. All right. Well, so as I was going through uh, Wikipedia for all the movies released in the U.S. during each year, by the way, Wikipedia is a fantastic source. They go month, month to month and year to year for wow. every, or sorry, month to month and week to week for every year in movie history of what was released when it's really Dang. cool. Um, so I was going through from 2010 to 2019. It only took me like an hour to go through every single year, the whole list of movies from start to finish. And I, and I wrote down each one that I actually have seen. And then I pared my list down from that. Okay. So uh, I was amused to see that 90% of the movies were sci-fi or fantasy films, but I was not at all surprised. Yeah. I mean, obviously it's, it's me. Yeah. Um, but of my top five, three of them were MCU films. Not surprised either. In that decade, especially. Yeah. So, so I'm going to start uh, with, I just have top five. My number five, uh, not an MCU movie, but such a good movie. Kick ass. <sighs> that this film, one and two, man. Both of them yeah. are so good. Yeah, especially one though. I, th- this film surprised me in how much fun it was and how well made it was. Uh, there were parts in it that still get me double, double over laughing. Oh yeah. Uh, Child! It's just, uh, Child! yeah, just Nicolas Cage was so <laughs> amazing in that movie. Um, <laughs> I, I love, I love when he shoots his daughter. He's like, this is only going right. to hurt. It's going to feel like a punch, girl. Here you go, baby doll. Boom. It <laughs> <laughs> was so funny. Oh, and the daughter is oh amazing, my. too. So that's my Chloe number five. Grace Moretz did such oh, okay, a great yeah. job, dude. Oh, my gosh. What a name. Yeah. Um, number four, Inception. Come on. Yeah. No, oh, number, my gosh. Yeah. Number, my number four is on a lot of people's number one. Uh, the premise of this film combined with the amazing acting, directing, cinematography, and score made this one an incredible experience. Just anyone who hasn't gone to see inception yet or, or seen it, not gone to see it, but you know, and seen it should, should do so. Yes. It's just, it's so worth it. Highly recommend. Um, and it's very rewatchable too. Uh, number three, now we're getting to the MCU. Number three, Avengers Endgame. Yeah. What a strong finish to the MCU series. Um, that's all I really have to say about it. Number two, uh, Avengers infinity war just before Endgame. yet again, an awesome job by the filmmakers. Uh, just a good, all around action superhero movie. Mm -hmm. And number one, my number one movie of the decade was the Avengers. Mm -hmm. This movie definitely gave me the most excitement of any other film in this decade. I was just gushing with praise afterwards. You might remember that. Um, I think, I think you and I and and several of our friends saw the Avengers together. And afterwards I was just smiling. Uh, I didn't know you back then. Oh, for the event. And then what, what, what did we see? Oh, I'm sorry. I, this just derailed me, Brian. No, I it's, o- it's, it's okay. Here. No, because that was 2012 and I hadn't met you yet. Oh, okay. Then never mind. I, yeah. I'm thinking of a different event. It's, it's okay, movie. though. No, no, no. Keep going, think, though. I might be thinking of Infinity War that we saw together that, that I thought yes. was so awesome. Anyway, yes. Uh, but, but. Avengers made me even more giddy than infinity war. I was just gushing with praise afterwards. I probably rewatched it a dozen times and just an extremely well done job by Joss Whedon and crew. Mm-hmm. So for honorable mentions, I'm just going to go through these really fast. Uh, interstellar on top of my honorable mention list. I love that movie. Pacific rim. 
you know, the Pacific Rim is one of those movies that doesn't get as much credit as 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 it deserves, in my opinion. Agreed. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy one, mm-hmm. uh, Man of Steel, which is probably my favorite DCU movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Oblivion, which oh is my God. favorite Tom Cruise sci-fi movie. So good. Um, Mad Max Fury Road, seen it many times. Yeah. Straight out of Compton doesn't go along with the rest of these films, but Straight Out of Compton was a really good film about the rise of hip hop. Mm-hmm. The, the Martian. Oh yeah. Good movie. Yep. Way better book. Blade Runner 2049. Oh yeah. Ford V Ferrari. Yeah. Uh, John Carter, which was amazingly yes. fun. If you haven't seen John Carter, you, I was, I was surprised at how good that was. It's very good. Um, it was uh, yep. Europa report, uh, which was a, it's an obscure Netflix film that came out several years ago. I never did see uh, it, but uh, I, I know about it. It's I've seen it a few times. It's really good. Uh, Deadpool one, Dr. Strange yep. rogue one. Oh yeah. Edge of Tomorrow, which is another great Tom Cruise oh, yeah. sci-fi, which so was good. released in Europe called Live, Die, Repeat. Yeah. X-Men First Class, yep. X-Men Days of, Future, Days of Future Past, which is probably the best in the series. Yep. Won't You Be My Neighbor? Yeah. And A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Yep. Both of those about Mr. Mr. Rogers. Rogers. Yeah. Fantastic. And then the last thing on my honorable mention list I want to mention is Centurion, okay. which is a not very well-known movie about uh, ancient Rome in, in Britannia. Cool. Uh, but it's really good. I've seen it like two or three times. So yeah, so that's my list. Nice dude. Take it away. I have a lot of these on my list, by the way. Yeah. So I'll, I'll blast through some of those as well. Um, you know, what's interesting is that the Avengers for me, and here's the problem is that I was late to the game being able to go see the movie. And so Uh all of my friends at the time saw it and said it was the best movie they had ever seen it. I mean, it was kind of like, when I saw the matrix for the first time, how that changed movie for basically it changed movies for me. Okay. You know, like to me, the, the matrix was the mo- one of the most revolutionary movies I've ever seen in my entire life. And that's oh, kind of sure. how people were saying the Avengers was to them. Oh, interesting. Okay. So when I went to see it, my expectations were through the roof. I was expecting the greatest thing that has ever happened to my <laughs> life. And so when I saw it, I was like, Oh, Okay, well, this is good, but I'm disappointed. <laughs> and that's why, though, because everybody was right. If I had gone in with no expectations, I think I would have absolutely loved it like you did. But it yeah. didn't make my top 10 because of that. Okay. Which that's is too fair. bad. So that's that's, good, that's good the, explanation. These are my top 10 for sure, but these are not necessarily in any kind of order. I'm just telling you that right now. Um, so I'm just going to go through them. One, Ready Player One. Dude, I loved the book. <laughs> the book was so awesome. Will Wheaton's reading of it was so good. And I also loved the movie. I know that it, you know, it was different than the book a little bit. And of course it wasn't as good as the book because it wasn't as long as the book, of course. But to me, it was a perfect companion to the book. It wasn't trying to be the book in a crappy way. It was trying to do something slightly different to create a companion. And it was wonderful. I loved it. It was a magical adventure. I watched this movie over and over. And also just the concept between the whole or behind the whole story is just so amazing. I did a combo of Avengers Infinity War and Endgame because to me they Ooh, were kind of yeah. together. Yeah. And <laughs> same with you, man. What an incredible finale to the journey. You know, since I first watched Iron Man back in 2008 and I saw it right away when it came out, it was like this. What was it? 11 year journey? Yeah, because it was 2019. The 11 year journey had come to an end and I was just like, wow, what? Wow. <laughs> you know, yeah. so amazing. All right, number three, beautiful day in the neighborhood, and combined with "Won't You Be My Neighbor" because, oh, yeah, saw them to not together, but within a few months of each other, and I actually saw the documentary first. And to me, the documentary was just so much better. It was so good. It was the best documentary. Yes. Well, maybe not the best. One of the best I've ever seen. 
Um, but yes, the movie with Tom Hanks was so good and he did such an amazing job and it really showcased how incredible Fred Rogers was and how yes. the world is lacking because of not having a minute right now. So just an, am- or, or someone else like him that is as yeah. popular as he was. Yeah. If you've never seen any of those, either one of those, I mean, I can't recommend them enough. You got to watch them. They're so good for sure. Now, my favorite DCU movie was Shazam. I just, I loved it. Like everything about Shazam. I was so excited about. I love the character. I've read the com- Well, some of the comics from Shazam, And I mean, just watching that movie, I was just like, this is the combination of everything that I love in a movie, humor, positivity, fun, action, even some good emotion. It just was a great movie for me. Can't wait for the second one, which is coming out here soon. Um, But it is funny that, you know, you picked Man of Steel and I picked Shazam. And of course, then we both loved the new Zack Snyder. Right. But man, this was. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, the equalizer, dude. Denzel Washington. Now, I know this was a remake. But the Denzel Washington version was a freaking amazing, just absolutely amazing. The new, you know, TV show version with Queen Latifah, just it was fun, but she's not Denzel. I mean, Denzel embodied that character so perfectly. It was amazing. Yeah. And also going along with Denzel was one of my actually actually favorite movies, period, is the book of Eli. Did you ever see that? I did. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was, it was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, uh, the story behind it was just really, really neat. You know, it was a cool journey. Everything about it was cool. Apparently I was reading a little more about that and he not only really kind of got into the character to the point where he was almost living it, you know, in real life, but he said he believed in what the character was doing and in the mission and the journey of the character as well. Denzel said that. Oh, interesting. So it was just so well done. And you know, Mila Kunis was amazing in it as well. It was just such a great movie and I haven't seen it in a long time, but I'm just like, Oh my gosh, that was post apocalyptic too. So it's already, yeah. it's automatically on my happy list. So, and what's but funny, I didn't have it on my list. Well, what's funny is I don't really like a lot of post apocalyptic movies and this one I loved. Cool. Yeah, it was great. All right. Edge of tomorrow made my top 10. So good. I mean, yeah. Wow. I just I love that movie. You know what I forgot about is that Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows was this that decade too, 2010, 2011. I didn't forget. It just didn't quite make my list. I love the Harry Potter movies. The, the movies yeah. were fantastic. They yeah. really were good. And the books, of course, are are unapproachable, but it didn't make my list. X-Men Days of Future Past. I agree. To me, this is my favorite of all the X-Men movies. I loved it. It was so good. Yeah. And then Rogue One is my number 10, which, of course, my favorite of the new Star Wars films. Um, and plus, this is the most important thing. We all got the Vader we deserved. Finally. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> all right. Uh, a couple of, well, I'll go through these quickly. Honorable mentions. Valerian and the City of a Thousand oh, Planets, dude. I missed Valerian. Totally. And a lot of people really? hated on that movie. And I loved that movie. It was I loved so good. Valerian. Yeah. How did I miss that on my honorable mentions? I'm glad you brought it up. Go oh, ahead. no problem, dude. And and again, these are not in any particular order, but I loved them. Alita Battle Angel. I loved that oh, movie. I knew about that one, but I forgot yeah. to put that in my heart. I, I just, I was pairing my honorable mentions down and I think I Alita, Alita got paired out. So I paired so many out. It was ridiculous, but I had to at least mention these, you know, <laughs> Ford V Ferrari, just like you. Um, I had to mention happy death day one and two, because I came across those movies just a few years ago. And I was like, what the heck is this? And I started watching them. I'm like, oh my gosh, these are so good. Huh. So yeah, they're in my honorable mentions. They're great. The the two new Jumanji movies as well were absolutely fantastic. Knives Out, dude. What a great murder mystery. Um, of course, A Quiet Place. And then I wrote this. Pretty much most of the Marvel movies in the decade. I Yeah. I, it, I just didn't list them all out. Throw them all in there. That's a good idea. Christopher Robin. 
fantastic. Ewan McGregor was in it. Um, mm. Deadpool two. I liked better than Deadpool one personally. Oh, okay. So I liked that one. Fantastic beasts and where to find them. Also just fun. Yep. yep. Spider-Man into the spider verse, dude. That was such an amazing little animated feature that they did. They've got a second one coming out and it was so surprising how good it was. So highly recommended for that one. I loved the greatest showman. I just thought it was a really uh, nice movie. Um, hated the opening track. That's well, all I, I can know, say I know split <laughs> split was amazing. Oh my gosh. Um, Wonder Woman. I put in there. The accountant was an amazing movie with Ben Affleck hidden figures. Holy cow. I mean, I, I can't say enough good things about that story. Oh yeah. Hidden figures should have been on my, on my honorable mentions. That was a great, I mean, I was blown away about, about the story of that. Yeah, honestly. So good. I had no idea. Now you see me one and two also amazing movies about magic and heisting is kind of like a combo between like oceans 11 and like Penn and Teller or something. It was really good. Um, passengers, dude, that movie surprised me. Oh, dude, God, there's so many. I went through I all know. these films and I missed passengers in the list. That's what I'm saying is like there are so loved, many ridiculously good movies from that last decade. I loved passengers. Yeah, totally. Risen. I've seen like three times. Risen was such a good movie. Oh, my gosh. Like really, really good. Furious. Now, OK, I know you're not a big fan of the Fast and Furious movies, but to me, Fast Five and Furious Seven were both phenomenal. Furious Seven is when they said goodbye to um, Paul Walker after he had died in real life. Oh, okay. And they did such a good job with that. Jurassic World, I liked. It was not on my top area, but it was like cool to see that the franchise was back. Yeah. Of course, I yeah. had Mad Max Fury Road. I actually saw that for the first time when you were visiting a few years back. Oh, yeah. And we right. sat and watched it, and I was just like, oh, man, why didn't I see this sooner? This was awesome. Of course, The Martian. Uh, I put in pixels, dude. This is a cheesy Adam Sandler type of movie. I loved it. It was so ridiculous and it was fun <laughs> putting it in there. Now, I know you're going to hate me for this one, but Star Wars <laughs> The Force Awakens makes it into my honorable mentions. I liked it. I liked it. The Hobbit uh, trilogy. Again, it was not Lord of the Rings, but it was still fun. Yeah, um, Kingsman Secret Service. I thought the first one was phenomenal. Hunger Games Catching Fire. First one was okay. I never saw Mockingjay because I didn't like the book huh. of Mockingjay. Oh, okay. It really bothered me. I don't know why, but so I never saw it, but I have it to watch, but I loved catching fire. Some of these other ones you've already mentioned, you know, like oblivion and and some of those Uh, cowboys and aliens. You remember that? Yeah. Kick ass one and two Um, cowboys and aliens. I never saw it. Oh my gosh. That's awesome. Yeah. Go (laughs) see that one. It is so good. (laughs) It's kind of a nice cast in there too, but it was, it's fun, dude. It's fun. Sci-fi. Let's see. uh, Inception, of course. Now I had to throw pitch perfect one and two in there because our friend Fred and his wife was like, you need to watch this. And I'm like, I'm never watching this movie. And Sarah's like, come on, let's watch this. I'm like, fine. I'll watch this stupid movie. <laughs> we watched pitch perfect with them. And I was like, that was actually really good. <laughs> oh, cool. What's and it about being a music? Well, it's about an acapella group. Oh, okay. so being a musician, I had a lot of appreciation for it as well, but I was, it's cheesy, but it was a fun movie. And I loved one and two. Three was they jumped the shark with three. They jump skipped. They, they skipped jump. They yeah. skipped jumped. Yeah. Uh, one and two was great. And then Tron legacy. I really enjoyed that one. Yeah, that was pretty good. And then two last year. I know uh, this is a long list. I'm so sorry. Like it, but I, I mean, like I said, I already pared down so many of this, but I You're, had to mention these just, just nerd out, man. The secret life of Walter Mitty was such a great movie. Surprised us when we watched it. Very powerful, very inspirational. And the final one, which really surprised me because I am not a horror genre person at all. I don't like horror, but I love suspense. This movie to me was mostly suspense with a little bit of horror, but it was it's called get out and it is so good. Highly recommended for those of you who like that genre. So (laughs) check it out.
spider pan sent in his and i know we're waiting so send in all of yours as well i, I some of you are like oh my gosh i should have shared mine now's your chance send them into us we'll do it. Yep. he's got four here avengers infinity war rogue one toy story 3 and tangled are his four choices nice thank you dude appreciate those thanks dude yeah man so we have so much more to talk about but i think we're going to save it for next week because uh that was that was a long list but it'll be a shorter list next <laughs> week but send in your favorite movies from 2000 to 2009 for our next week's recording if you would like to share them and i've got some stuff on our honk list that i want to talk about but uh, like i said i'll save that for next week but otherwise my goodness how much fun is this going through all those movies and like you said you were kind of like oh i forgot about that movie yeah or like you haven't seen get out or you haven't seen what was the one you mentioned like i haven't seen that yet i'm like dude you gotta go see that oh uh cowboys and aliens man yes yeah Yeah. see it's stuff like that that you go oh i gotta check that out you get on my dvd list on netflix yeah and i want to check out now because you mentioned these two that i hadn't seen yet was centurion and um europa report because i had seen that and i'd never seen either one of those but we have a lot for next week already that i oh yeah oh my gosh i like it it's gonna be fun and this time constriction thing is awesome because then we just have half our next week already planned out. Exactly. That's the way it is. <laughs> and we're still doing this all unedited. And, and so far, you know, the, the response has been favorable and positive. So, you know, if you kind of go, oh, my gosh, man, you guys are just sucking now. Let us nah, know. We aren't, we aren't sucking. No, we're rocking it, man. We are rocking yeah. it. Deep thoughts with Captain Influence. If I were stranded on a desert island and I could pick one person to live there with, I'd pick Jackie Chan so he could teach me how to defend myself against the sharks on the lagoon. Of course, that's at my age now. If I had picked someone when I was in my 20s, I'd have picked Jennifer Lawrence and to hell with the sharks. Well, you know what the music means. Right after we were just off of her. I, right after we were just talking about passengers, man. So like that was so yeah. apropos. Didn't and even Hunger plan Games. that. Yeah, Hunger Games. Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> there was a girl that worked at Starbucks that looked just like her many years uh, ago, and I thought it was her, and my friend knew her. It was crazy. But anyway, <laughs> thought it was her. Thanks for joining us, Real Brian Show. Sign it off. Real Brian Show is a production of 514 Media at 514mediaempire.com.